What's happening? This is the Tap In Podcast. We are live inside of the Tap In studio. Your boy Jerome Rogan is in the building, a.k.a. Dante. We got a super, super special guest in the building today. Um, This is an honor and a pleasure to have this woman on the show with us, um, Miss Letitia Scott Jackson. How you doing, ma'am? I'm great. What about you? I, I am I am good. Thank you for tapping in with us. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you get that uh make sure you pull the mic to you so okay, we can hear you. Thank you all for having me. Yeah, yes. So I was introduced to you uh from Boss Man Brewster. Right. And he told us about you had an organization or you had you it was something you was doing. Um I I don't know if you know what it was called. Um, the kidpreneur. Yes. I did a kid boss event and he came out and um and we met on Instagram just like everybody else and oh, wow. his program was helping felons when they come out of prison. My my organization, we help children that and families that have incarcerated loved ones. Mm, so okay. we provide free luxury prison trips. We started off just taking kids to see their parents in prison. And then the need was so great because you have parents that have children in prison. You have wives that have husbands in prison, husbands that have wives in prison. So it's just so many people that have so many people in prison until I had to broaden my horizon. So I was like, okay, I can't just take these kids to see their parents. If I'm keeping families connected, I need to keep the family connected as a whole. Mm, okay and that's the name of the organization keeping families connected correct okay man and how long have you been how long have you been doing this six years really six years but it was just that it was a passion for me because i was wrongfully convicted in 2011 i didn't get to see my kids i go to the federal camp and i meet all these people and it wasn't that i couldn't afford to get my kids to me i had nobody to bring them but then you had people there that were less fortunate who left their children with caregivers that couldn't afford to take their kids to see them. So then I was like, what is my mission here? I'm wrongfully convicted. I win my appeal. I'm still sitting here. So what am I sitting here for? And so when I once up on my release, I was like, okay, I need to try to bridge the gap. So maybe that's my calling. And that's what I started doing. And I started doing it with my own car. Just mm. taking kids, and then I start doing it with my own money. So I've never gotten a grant. I've never, um, I won't say never, I've received some corporate sponsorship, and I'm appreciative and I'm grateful. But for the most part, my husband gives me an allowance of what he makes per week, and what he, the 10% that he gives me is the 10% that I've used for six years to sustain keeping families connected. Yeah, shout out to your husband. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, indeed. So, I'm grateful. Let's start. Um, you you from Dallas Fort Worth area? No, I'm from Louisiana. Okay, okay. So, I want to get to from the very beginning. What were you um wrongly convicted of? Preparation of tax, prep, fraudulent preparation of taxes. What it was called, babe? Preparation of fraudulent tax returns. Something okay. like that. I owned a tax company, and this guy committed a fraud against my company. And he was just going around to different tax places like Fast Tax and some other places, and me being independently owned. And at the time, I didn't. I met my husband when I moved to Texas. So at this time, I was single, and I just left people running my company. So mm. I'm never there. But when I come in, I'm just signing the checks, and I'm going. So... 
he was sending people that were that didn't work. He made the W-2s and said that he had a construction company. It was the worst, but he didn't get in trouble. I did because I owned company. the company. Wow. So, you know, I tell people all the time when people are so judgmental that I have a book in my office that says everybody on the face of God's earth commits three felonies a day. The name of the book is three felonies a day. So whether you know it or not, you're committing a felony that could land you in prison. So we shouldn't be so judgmental when it comes to people in prison. You know how people get when you get to talking about prison, you get to talking about money, stuff like that, people get in their feelings. But you gotta understand, you commit just as many, you commit three felonies a day from the time you walk out of your front door and get in your car and drive to your place, your workplace, or wherever you're going, you commit three felonies. What are what are those three felonies? Do it's just know? different things. Like I was reading, I read the book, and I and I well, I read half of it, but to a point where this guy he had a um, a side business, mm -hmm. and he was going picking up um, aluminum siding and stuff, and, and throwing stuff away for different companies. And so he, the people told him to take the stuff and throw it away. But because he kept some of the stuff, they said he was committing a felony. But they told him he could have it and throw it away. But it was certain things in there, like aluminum, whatever, there's other stuff, uh, copper. And they charged him with it. What? He didn't know it. Unknowingly, you gave me this. You told me to go throw it away. Now you tell me because it was copper and aluminum, I committed a felony because I didn't throw it away and I kept it and I sold it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I know we perish because we lack knowledge so it's just so many things and I'm so passionate about keeping families connected to the point where you know you have all of these non-profits and all of these people saying they're doing all of these things but research study says and my husband is a big reader like see how quick he googled that <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> he's yeah. serious He's yeah, yeah. serious, but he, I learned so much from him, and I thank God for him. But the thing is, research study says that 98% of nonprofits gets funding. Mm. I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars of funding, but only 2% of the money is used for what it's supposed to be used for. Here I am. I've been doing this six years consistently. We went and bought a Mercedes Benz van cash because I'm really, um, people always say, my, they say I'm extra. I may be extra, but I always tell people I'm just a first-class nonprofit and I do first-class business for God's first-class people. So when I give things away, when my husband says, okay, here you go, five or $6,000, go buy clothes for the kids in the projects, yeah. I don't go to Walmart. I go to Gap. I go to Quarters. I go to to the kids of the guy, Oshkosh, yeah. children's place, and I've been doing this six years, and we and I'm not doing it for recognition because I don't get it. Like Kedron was saying, you know, he's not doing this for for he doing it from the heart. Like right. I cut for him like that because he does it like he's strictly serious about people. I just my husband was just listening to him on an interview, and I don't know if it was yours or someone else's, but he said my motivation is the people in the in the 
wreck yard. What's that? Mm-hmm. Is that what he said? People in the wreck yard. My heart goes out to the people, th- these kids that have parents in prison, because that's where they become statistics. Mm-hmm. Because you have an absent father, absent mother. My husband sits down and he writes to people in federal prison. I sit down and I write to people in state prison. What can we do when you get out to help you not go back? You know, mm. let let us help you. So that's why we took those 13 kids and started businesses with our own money. So we took 15 grand and started 13 businesses for 13 kids ages 5 through 25. So the ones that are old enough to have EINs and LLCs, that's mm-hmm. what they have. And those 5-year-olds, you know, they got business cards, pop-up banners. We did all that because if I give you principles, God's principles. That's the only way you can make it in life. You got to learn to work the principles. Right. And if we give you principles and we give you a way to make money every day, what reason do you have to go to prison? Right. You don't be starving or trying to go no. make some money illegally. We have, let me yeah. tell you something. We have kids in our group, and they take, I mean, we meet every two weeks. So that's why I said we are all year round nonprofit. And it's called Boys in Blue and Girls, too. It's a subsidiary under Keeping Families Connected. I have boys. I have a couple of um, kids in my group. One is 16 and one is 17. The the boys from Fort Worth, out of the exit 31, I don't know nothing about those places, but he's from where I met them two years ago, taking them to the prisons to see their dads, and they're still up under my leadership. Mm. He started a candy business in his grandmother's garage. Mm-hmm. He's already saved over $3,000. Research study says only 58% that 58% of Americans don't even have $1,000 in their savings. So that means that he surpassed 58% of Americans. I have a 17-year-old girl in there that's already at about 6000 Wow. selling bracelets. Wow. Uh, and they're not, what, what are they called? Cuba, the little designer bracelets. Yeah, they're not even some, rent, some, yes, yeah. saving her money and working a job. Costume jury, but I teach them that job means just over broke. So we take the job uh, as our, we're going to call the job our side hustle because we need to use that money to support our main hustle, which would be our our own business, mm-hmm. so that we just learn from the job to get ahead so that we don't have to make other people rich. Right, right. Man, that is, I think that is that is super dope. Because entrepreneurship, if you know how to make money, you'll be able to make money for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? And I think those are principles that more kids should learn. And and so I applaud you for that. Um, What I want to ask, how did you, when you first started, right, how did you find your first kid or did you just know somebody? No. What we did was we went, <laughs> it's funny because I didn't know anything. Like I heard of South Dallas and when I first moved here, I tell my husband we laugh about it now because I just went on the line and applied for an apartment and got approved and it was in Oak Cliff. And then I get over there, I was like, oh, snap. You know, like, <laughs> I come from Baton Rouge to there and I'm like, he was like, how you ended up over there? I said, I don't even know no zip code. I don't know. But it's a God be all the glory because I met some people there that I'm still you know, I'm able to mentor them and show them, hey, that was just my starting point. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, we got out and we went to South Dallas. And we, we saw all these people at this car wash. 
And I was like, I know some of these people have been in prison. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first day I think about I know a lot of people over here that have been to prison. Yeah. So we get out and we park the cars and my daughters and I. And we just, we made, I made the flyers. I do my own graphics for the most part. So we made flyers and we just start walking up and down the street. And let me tell you something, the the guys and the drug dealers, I'm just keeping it real. All them people, they was like, yo, here go $10. You're going to take some, but they started giving us money. Like this, you know, put this towards your gas when you take them to the prisons. And, you know, not only do we provide the free prison trip, we take them, my husband and I, we let them eat breakfast at a restaurant of their choice on the way to the prison. And then when they come out of the prison, they get to eat lunch at a restaurant of their choice. Majority rule. So I don't say y'all have to go to McDonald's and get something off the dollar menu or you got to go to Wendy's and get the whatever that value meal is at Wendy's. I say whatever you all pick, but the kids get to pick. So, mm. you know, it's it's really whatever the majority is. I mean, we got so many videos on on YouTube and all of our data is we keep a, when I say a, a proven track record, these kids love us because I've taken kids who met their parents for the first time in prison. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Man, so when you is there a, a certain prison that you go to or is it like where the major are you are you pick a prison and you say know, we do it and we do a fly, a post and we say hey we going to Abilene Texas and we going to the it's two prisons right there on that same little street okay. so it's like oh it's the the Ferguson unit and the Robinson unit or something and then we're like okay that's what we going to this weekend or in two weeks everybody that wants to go you know you need to sign up so that's what we do if mm. we going I think on June the 12th they're going to the um. It's still in Kofia unit. Okay. So then now because of COVID and all of that stuff, you have to make an appointment. Um, when they started back letting them visit in May, it was just adults. But as of June the 1st now, you can take kids too. So as long as they sign up and they let me know ahead of time, we as we go within a three-mile, it's a three-mile, I mean three-hour, three one-way trip. Oh, okay. So, but I've gone to Beaumont. You know, because this lady hadn't seen her son in years. So mm. I will make exceptions depending on the situation. But for the most part, we try to go three hours out one way, three hours coming back one way. Because our, our drivers are volunteers. Mm. How many um, How many cars do you have right now, currently? Well, we only have one van that we paid for. And okay. we have our annual fashion show coming up. We use that money that we raised to buy another van but what I do is because we do luxury prison trip rides when um, we have like n more than nine people m we have an account with Enterprise so we go and rent all 2020 whatever the year is we, we, all, we rent the black SUVs like they going like they celebrities really? so when they get to the gates at TDC the people be like oh that's keeping families connected and they normally let us skip the line because they like, oh, they see the van. Our van is wrapped with the Keeping Families Connected van wrapped with the lady holding a yeah. son or whatever. So they know us now because we've been doing it consistently for so long. Yeah. How? Um. And this is just, I, I, I want to touch on this first because this is on top of my mind. But I, I, I want to make sure. How can people donate to the organization to help you get more vans or get more, you know, vehicles? To help you take the kids, we are five hundred one c three accredited. Okay, and um, but and we have on our website we have the donation link is Givelify. 
we have Zelle. We don't have Cash App or PayPal, but they can reach out to us through the website because you can volunteer to drive through our website. You can volunteer to help us feed the um, feed the kids. You can help us do our back to school connect fest. You can help us do our Christmas drive. We do everything like every year. We do all of this stuff. So everything is on our website. It's www.keepingfamilyconnected.org. Okay. But if they go to my page, Letitia Scott Jackson, or Keeping Families Connected, all they have to say is, hey, we want to donate. Every Tuesday, I do a $2 Tuesday giving day. So that money goes toward our trips, uh, buying food or whatever. People may not think that $2 is a lot, but if a lot of people give $2, right. it adds up. Right. Um, just unfortunately that a lot of people don't donate like that. Like, yeah. I don't get it. And, my, and they give shouts out to the animals. But people would give quicker to animals. And um, the SP, what is it called, baby? The SPCA? Yeah, they'll give quicker to that than they will helping kids see their parents in prison because people are so judgmental. And at first thing, oh, well, I didn't put their parent in prison. But it's this kid that I need to save. Mm -hmm. Like, if I can help it, nobody in my group. I have people that's calling me, hey, I just want to come. Adults, they say, I just want to come sit and listen to your teaching. Because of how you teach, I see it in these children. And so, you know, people would give quicker to something else than that. Right. When we really need to keep these kids out of juvenile, out of jail, out of prison. Right. You know, and I didn't start the boys in blue to the situation happened with George Floyd. And then I'm like, okay, my heart goes out to George Floyd. But then people didn't see that the, the fact that he passed off the fake $20 bill was the reason that the situation happened. So now I need to make sure you all don't go and do something crazy because I don't need you getting killed by the police. Right. So if I'm teaching you and showing you and imparting into you, then we don't have to worry about that. Yes. And also, um, I want to put all your links in YouTube. So if anybody want to go and donate, the links will be in the bio. If anybody want to give to the organization, um, they, everything will be down in the bio. Um, and I also, in my in my research, I seen a couple of your videos, and it was I seen you had a, a actually a daughter that went to jail as well, right? Right. Um. Was was she in that same situation where wrongly convicted, or she did something and no, you had to go? It's with the wrong people at the wrong place at the wrong time, mm. not listening. Yeah. And you know I'm big on listening, learning, intellectual, sound teaching, evolving now. So when you listen, you learn better. But when you don't listen, you yeah. just have to do what you do. It's a it's about listening. Right. So then you know that's that's the situation that um, she had to deal with. I had to deal with, my husband had to deal with, but by the grace of God, she's home and she's doing okay. Good. So prayerfully she got her lesson. Yeah, yeah. Cause yeah. I know it, it only took me one time to go down to that holding cell and I was like, yeah, this Forget is it. it. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's not, it's not yeah. cool at all. At all, at no. all. Um, it was a, let me see. Um. It was a guy that I seen on a video that you was talking to, and it was, you were saying something about his story about he had to he had to do something to somebody to protect his family. And yeah, we like, are. He's in our Boys and Blue and Girls Two program as well, and um, because of him meeting my husband and I and our family, it changed his whole life. And mm -hmm. he, but he was from Louisiana as well, and some people did a home invasion. That's what I'm saying. These kids 
aren't being, and these young kids that were going around the city, they were going around the city, um, what you call it, um, home invading people's houses, elderly people, um, just anybody that they could invade. And they happened to go into his mom's apartment not knowing he was there. Mm. And he was in the room and they had his family um, held up. And when he comes out, the people start shooting at him. He had to shoot back, and unfortunately, he had to do that to save his parent, his mom and his sister. Wow. And so, to God be the glory, now he's, you know, working, security guard in church, doing the, has his own business, doing the right thing. That's so. It's just all about um, who you're connected to. I'm big on connection. Yeah. So you know, connection is everything. Yeah. And I tell people all the time. Your conversation with people that are not going anywhere in life versus your conversation with people that are trying to go somewhere in life is totally different. You need to choose what conversation you want to be having and what table you need to be sitting in. Right, right. What's your um what's your background? Do you do uh any kind do you are you in education or anything like that? No. <laughs> you education, have? educating my family for sure, <laughs> but just a life coach. You know, I tell people all the time, my husband is the background person, but he teaches us so much as a family. Like, he's really quiet, but what he says, he means. And when he tells you something, that's what it is. And we learn from him, learning finances, learning the importance of your credit, learning the importance of your namesake, learning how to manage and how to budget. I'm just, people don't understand. My people that know me from the streets mm -hmm. know me. So they know when I met my husband, my whole life totally changed. Because now I'm serious about my credit. I'm serious about my name. I carry myself in a certain way where I'm not easily accessible. I make sure we teach our children how to manage and how to budget. We live to leave a legacy. So everybody that's in our group and in our circle, that's what we teach. So my background was streets. I, you know, I came from the streets. At the age of 21, I was facing a life sentence in federal prison for selling drugs. I've never used a drug, never took a drink, never whore among the streets. I was serious about money. But God says, you know what? That crazy sense you had for the streets, I'm just going to wait and wait and wait until you get ready, and then I'm going to impart it into you in the right way. Mm. So after all that happened, um, between 2011 and 2015, we went through a whole lot. And then by 2016, 2017, my husband came up with this brilliant idea, and God blessed us to become self-made millionaires. Mm. So that's how we sustain. People say, how she do it? How they do it? It is so crazy because over the last few weeks, I've been experiencing people, oh, we don't want to donate. She don't need our money. Um, but you're not donating to me. You're donating to the children. And here's the deal. You're missing the principle. If I'm blessed, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to even say me. If you're blessed and, and, and you're, you're good, good soil. My husband was just saying yesterday, when you sow, you want to sow on good soil. And I always say my husband because that's my friend. That's who I'm with every day, all right. day. That's who I run my business with. That's who we run the house with. That's who we run the nonprofit with. But if you're blessed and I see God blessing you, why in the world I would have to be absolutely crazy to not want to be, to be a part of what you're doing because you're blessed. 
Right. So it's like if I give to Dante, Dante is blessed. God says if I do that, the principle says he has to bless me. Right. It's nowhere around it. Before he lie, heaven and earth will be gone. So I'm trusting God that if I bless you because you're good soil, it may not come back in money. It may be keeping my kids out of prison, me good, me having good health, my husband having good health, blessing us with a new home. You never know where it's going to come from or yeah. my grandchildren. So people miss the principle, and it's so crazy because we live raw cultural lives. People don't know what royal culture life living is in in other countries. We visit other countries. We've been to Dubai. We've been to St. Lucia. We've been to Los Cabos. We've been a lot of places that people may not ever get an opportunity to go. But we learn something. When you're in different countries, living a royal culture life means if you invite my husband and I to your house for dinner, we're coming with a gift. Right. We're not coming empty-handed. Every time we leave out of our house, we either got a cooler <laughs> full of sodas, water, <laughs> Gatorade. I have an armrest full of money, five, tens, twenties. I got, I mean, I got cupcakes, cookies. I'm just saying in general, when I'm leaving my home, I leave with an expectancy to bless somebody. Yeah. So when I live like that, you can't get mad at me because I'm blessed. If you mad, oh, well, so so sad too bad i don't know what to say but that's just what that is people get in their feelings when god starts blessing you when you're living right and they all they need to do is just find out what they need to do yeah and this is like my thing is and you know what with black people we see somebody doing good and we be like they don't need it but Boy. but but <laughs> and i'll be and 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 here's here is my thought because I want to take it to religion, right? Black people will give to a church all day long, especially the preachers. Man, they will give to a church <laughs> all day long. And my thing is, I would rather give to the people. Yes. And so I, I mean, I didn't I didn't grow up in the church, right? Right. But my thing is, I want to give to exactly to the person. I want to give exactly to who I know is going to go to and I know exactly who is going to benefit. Um, Makes sense. And I feel like if I give my 10% to the people, then I'm, I'm, I'm doing. God says you just give ex- it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, yes. it, and it, doesn't, it doesn't say I have to give to the church in order to be blessed. I can, give, I, guess I can give to anybody who I feel that's in need and, and that's, I put it on my heart. And then sometimes people don't understand. Tithing is not just giving money. It's giving your time. Hey, Letitia, I want to ride on the prison trip with you today. Mm. I want to see what it's about. Oh, Letitia, you know what? I'm not doing that. I'll drive the prison trip for you today. Or you know what? Y'all going to have the fashion show. What y'all need? You know, we, you want us to work with the kids? Or we can direct traffic? Whatever the case may be. Tithing is not always money. But people always want to get, they think you only get blessed with money and hey miss phillips and that's not true you don't only get blessed with money you got to be blessed all the way around the board see some people think that blessings are are blessings and when they just really monetary but guess what it's really just a benefit i'm i'm abundantly blessed the kingdom way and i and people don't see when where they see it and they get to asking questions i i mean y'all wouldn't believe how many questions how many people call my phone or message me through dm and facebook uh, 
My your husband bought you a brand new car. You you know what 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 is he doing or what is this? What is that? That's none of your business. Exactly. He he lives the principles. So God blesses him abundantly. And and he always tell me he say see if you were a celebrity Tisha, they wouldn't question you. Mm. I went to Emmett Smith's event. He raised two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in thirty minutes. Because of his name for his nonprofit. And I'm looking at the stuff that he's giving away, and it's nowhere near what I go out to the store. We take the van, my kids take their cars, and we fill them up with stuff. And when we do back to school, we do uniforms, backpacks full of supplies. We do all of this stuff. But the people that's really getting the money, then you look and you like, my husband said, girl, you're tripping. You don't have Emmett Smith's name. So because Emmett Smith has the name, that's why they give it to him. St. Jude, Toys for Tots, Angel Tree, all of those people get it because they have that name. But then you see me getting blessed, and I, I'm not a celebrity, and I don't have a name. Now you tripping. Mm. Instead of saying, let me see what, how, what, what did they do in such a short period of time for God to bless them like that, and they still blessing kids all year round. Not only did I start their businesses, every outfit they had on, the suits, the dresses, the neckties, we went out and bought it. Yeah. So we're not just talking it. I live it. And you just have to follow me to see that we don't we don't do it. At the fashion show, every one of them kids will have a vendor spot. I could have sold 20 vendor spots, but I was like, no, I'm going to sell 10 and the other 13 go to my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you are you are just you blessing me right now, whether you know it or not. Like just with what you're saying and how you're talking, and as, as far as giving, I I kind of try to stray, stay away from giving to those big organizations from Red Cross to Blue Cross to all of them, <laughs> all, all these big organizations because. I always hear about it down the line. Oh, somebody was stealing money. Somebody's giving this, and you don't know where that money is going right. or who his pocket is in. But if I give to somebody who I know that I can see where the money is going, then I feel more comfortable giving to. Okay, I can go and call the teacher. I can hit her up on Instagram. Oh, you can and, meet me in the project. Yeah, and, and see. you can help me give out the stuff you help you you donate yes. for. Uh, that's why we do. Every video, if you ever look, you go down on Keeping Families Connected YouTube, you see the Christmas videos. I went, we had some stuff left um, in December. Was that December? And we, we had already blessed 225 kids for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And each kid gets seven to eight gifts. I don't play. So I had some stuff left, and my husband said, let's just go give it to somebody. I went to an apartment complex and talked to the manager. She says, it's this lady over here. She has all these children. They don't even have a Christmas tree. Mm. She said, I'm going to give you their apartment number. And I, I, I don't cut corners. So I tell people, if you don't want the truth, don't ask me because I keep it real. When I got to the door, the door was so dirty, I was scared to knock on the door. Mm. And my husband was standing in the background, and my video guy from Jamaica, he was like, go, go, mommy, you know, hurry up, let's get out from over here. <laughs> so we, I knock on the door, and when I tell you to smile on them kids' faces, they didn't have on no clothes, they didn't have on nothing. And that's what made me go back. That was in December. In February, when it snowed, the week after, I went back to that same apartment complex. I bought clothes for all the kids in the project. Really? And went out there sitting on the ground, passing out clothes. 
to kids. These people were taking the clothes off of their kids because they had on dirty clothes, putting them on the new clothes. They ain't even took a bath. Putting them on the new clothes right there on the spot. Me and my husband, my group, we're a family group. My daughters, my grandkids, and all of my, my PR people, everybody was out there. DeAndre Simmons from the Real Housewives of Dallas. Mm. We out there sitting on the ground, passing our clothes. Yeah. Goodness. So our proof, my people watching me, my proof is always in the pudding. I don't talk about it. I just do it. Sometimes I get in trouble with my husband because he's like, who said you were going to buy 100 boxes of Valentine candy to take to the project? <laughs> I did. The Lord said, don't be, you talking about, don't be telling me what the Lord said. <laughs> I just love him so much. But he says, girl, don't come here talking about what the Lord said today because you <laughs> <laughs> I be on some old stuff, yeah. but he, but you know what? He's so humble and he's such a giving person. So he just be like, okay, every time I have a a, a fundraiser, he the first person to donate. He go with your first five hundred, so that should motivate you. That's my inspiration because if he give me fire, now I'm on my thing. Denise, she looking at me too. Denise, I need y'all to start getting donations. I'm kept it's two dollars, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, they, but the, it's just. When I say everything that we do for these children and these families, we've taken women to see their husbands who hadn't seen their husbands in 10 and 12 years. Let me tell you something. I, we went all the way to Paris, Texas. I didn't even know what Paris, Texas was to my husband after I committed. He said, do you know what they said? I said, no. And you done told the people you finna pick them up and then take them all the way back to Huntsville? Mm. So my driver, it was a Caucasian lady. She was married to a black man. And how long they had been married? They had been married for 21 years, and she, he had been gone 20 years. What? They only married one year before he went to prison, and she hadn't seen him because she had been got a, her health bad and all this stuff. My van driver, I sent him to Paris, Texas to pick her up. And his mom, that was the first time. I don't take them hold, one time. Hold, hold on. So the lady lived in Paris, Texas? They lived there. I didn't know. <laughs> And you went to Paris, Texas to pick her up to take her to Huntsville. Goodness God. And here's the deal. That was the first time. I don't take people one time and not take them back. So then when they went back, they we made a trip uh, like like six months later or three to three to six months later to take his mom because his mom hadn't seen him the whole twenty one years because she was elderly. The week I planned the trip, that man was so excited about seeing his mom and his wife was going and the mama died. Jesus. I was crying like I knew the people. Yeah, Jesus. I'm a crybaby. <laughs> I used to not cry like that, but I just be crying. I mean, I've taken little girls. Um, this put, it, put that mic to The me. one girl, she's four, and she was four at the time, and her dad went to prison while the mom was pregnant. Unfortunately, he killed his friend over in South Dallas, and they gave him life. And so when I took her... I, when she came out, I went on this trip. I don't go on all of them, but I went on this one. And when she came out, I said, you saw your dad? She said, yes, ma'am, I like him. I couldn't do nothing but cry. Mm-hmm. I was like, and that was the first time she ever saw her dad in person. They've seen each other on pictures. But that was the first time he was ever able to hold his daughter. Yeah. What kind of, um, do you see um, like a mental change with the kids? Like once they come back? Oh, yes, because all the way there, they be numb. Like, when they go on the way there, even if you feed them, they just kind of solemn and kind of, you know, it is what it is. They kind of, I mean, I, from ages, 
zero, three on up to 18 and 20, I've taken them. And so when they come out, their whole demeanor, the light on their face, you like, it was all worthwhile for me. You know, it's a long ride, three hours, and then I got to sit out here and wait another two, three hours. Yeah. But and, and but the but the emotional impact that it has on these children, and here's the deal, not only do it help out here, these guys that are in prison, these women that are in prison, they're not going to act up. They're not going to be tripping with the guards because they don't want their visitations taken away. Right. So it's like keeping families connected, going to bring my daughter again next month. So I need to be in, you know, I need to be on my best behavior. Yeah. So we had a um, chaplain from the prison to come and speak in one of our events. And he says that that make a difference because they know that they're going to get visits. So they got to, you know, be on, on their best behavior because mm -hmm. I don't want my visitation taken away. And nobody was bringing my kid to see me before now. So I need to stay in order. Right. Do you have a, uh, like a therapist on staff or somebody that are any volunteer therapist that could come and talk to the kids? Cause I, I could just imagine as a kid that being like a traumatic experience for me as a kid to either see my, my, my parent or, my guardian or see my kid or whoever right. go to prison and the the mental side of that to um to just deal with those kind of traumatic things. Do you have anybody We do have we do have other nonprofits well that that I, people that I help started nonprofits okay. that are counselors. But then we also have people that are non counselors like my husband, let me tell you what he does with these boys. He talk he take them off. He talks to them. He I mean, boy, pull your pants or you know, um, what you going through? Well, you know, I didn't get to see my dad this week. And he mentors them. So and then with the girls, that's what I do. So it's like they can call me eleven to twelve o'clock at night and I would get out the bed. And if, if the caregiver is getting on their nerve, oh, what's wrong? You know, what you need to do? Let me tell you something. Everybody make mistakes. Just because your mom went to prison. I had three girls I took for two years. That mom had been to prison six times. Mm. And on the way to take them one time, the girl said, Mama not going to even be here for my graduation. Damn. And every time she went, it was behind a different man. And so then I pull them to the side like, hey, yo, you know, things happen. But it's a choice that your mom made. It doesn't mean that you have to follow in her footsteps. doesn't mean she's not your mom and you don't love her and she don't love you. People just have to deal with their situations when they make certain choices. So now that you've said this, I'm going to write your mom and let me see what I can do to help her stay out of prison this time. Yeah. So that's a lot. We get a lot of that stuff, not just from our African-American people. I'm talking about, I have a Hispanic lady. She got three sons in three different prisons. She just went on the 16th while I was in Florida. I had a trip done while I was in Florida on the 16th. And so she went to see one son. So then next month, she'll go see another son. The month after that, she'll go see another son. Jesus. So this is important. Yes, like, it's super important. So I want to talk about your event that's coming up. Um, what is it called? Fashions Crea for a cause. Creation of fashion for a cause. Creation sure fashions for a cause. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it, what exactly is it? Creation of fashion for a cause is our only annual fundraiser where people can come out and say, "Hey, you know what? I see the cause. I understand the cause. The kids that um, they have parents in prison, they get to model with professional designers. They get to meet the celebrities, and we have." 
professional models as well who, you know, don't experience what these kids experience. But we put on a great show. And this is the time where people can come out and see who we are, um, see what we're about, interact with us, and give. Yeah. And support, you know. And, and, and that's just what it's about. And so that's why I came up with the name Creation of Fashion for a cause. A lot of people have fashion shows and this, that, and the other. But ours is for a cause. Okay. And when is it? June 19th. June 19th. And where is it? At the Frontiers of Flight Museum on Lemon Avenue, 6911 Lemon Avenue. So we next level. We got airplanes in the ceiling. Okay. And, uh, we going next level this year. And what time is the, is the It's event? from 6 to 10. 6 to 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. June 19th. Okay. That's a Saturday. Yeah. So make sure everybody, if you are within driving distance or if you're not in driving distance, come out to the event June 19th um, here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Um, Give the address again. 6911 Lemon Avenue, Dallas, Texas. Okay. Man. And how did you get get involved with Yandy on, on your event? Well, the first one, we, when, when I first started the fashion shows, we did it with a couple of guys from the Dallas Cowboys. And then so I told my husband, I said, they didn't really give. And I'm just real. They, didn't, they supported, but they didn't just really give, give, because they, not, they, they couldn't relate. See, we need to bring people into our fashion shows that are relatable. So when, I, when someone suggested to me, and I have some connections with, with promoters that know a lot of celebrities, so they said, you know what? Mendeezy just went to prison. Mm-hmm. Yandy is on this reality show. I don't really watch the reality TV, but she's having issues with the other kids' moms trying to get the kids so that she can take all of them at one time to see Mendeezy. And, and she had to relate because she has a husband in prison, but she also had kids that she had to take to the prisons. So when I reached out to them and they were like, oh, yeah, she'd be glad to do it. And she came and she was one out of all the other people, I bought Phaedra in 2019 because her husband had gone to prison. Totally mm. different ball game. But with Yandy, Yandy get a tray out the kitchen at the Howling Dragon, and she just started walking down the aisles asking people for money. Like, she, she could understand what we were doing. So then when I got ready to do it this year, I was like, you know what? I'm bring D.C. Youngfly. That's me wanting to be bring DC Young Fly yeah. because I had a I'm sorry I had a direct connecting him, but then I thought about it. I said I did Yandy in 2018, and then Mendeezy's manager he reached out to me because he knew it was time for the fashion show. He was like, "Yo, you know Mendeezy is out of prison. He doing big things. You know, back on his feet. Blah blah blah." blah bring him and let him talk about the importance of family connection because he was in prison when Yandy came. So it made sense to me. Mm. So I'm like, okay, he's relatable. Yeah. So he, whether he bring out all the crowd, then I have other people that are involved, like Leanne Locking from the Real Housewives of Dallas, uh, Anita Hawkins, who's presenting her clothes, launching her clothing line, um, Lenore Myers, who's um, this influencer Nordy, he's a, a model influencer. He cuts hair for some of the celebrity ball players. So I have other people that are participating that can bring out the people too. Yeah. So we're just gonna take it to the next level. It's time to elevate. Yeah, that's that is dope, man. That is is like it it, it needs more recognition and light and that's exactly why we wanted you on the show. We appreciate it. Yes, because I think People who do um, 
things like this, like organizations that they have a firsthand experience from it and they can speak to it because they either went through it or they know somebody exactly who went right. through it. It's a different it's a different passion when you go through it yourself. It and, and you can be like, listen, I know exactly what this family is going through and I don't want to see another family going yes. through it. So I'm going to... And I have to catch myself sometimes because I talk to my husband and I say, God has a weird sense of humor mm-hmm. in a good way mm-hmm. because had he known that I had to ask people for money to have a 501c3, it wouldn't be a keeping families connected. But because God blessed us and God says, well, I give you a vision, I'm a visionary. So he says, when I give you the vision, Leticia, you don't have to worry about nothing. And I tell people all the time, and I, and I say this in a good way, and I don't say it being arrogant or egotistical. Regardless to what happens, God blesses me to make it happen. So these are not inexpensive shows. These trips are not inexpensive trips. Each trip costs me $250 and up because here's the deal. Sometimes I have to go out and rent three, four vehicles at one time, or I'm feeding 15, 20 people at one time at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So and, and, and what I do, people think I'm I just go in my purse and just start handing out money. And I give my husband, here go the money, babe, go get him the money. He gives it to me, but I'm giving him back the money. <laughs> babe, go pass the money. <laughs> you know, but that's what we love doing. Like we're not doing this for play. We're not doing it for recognition. We don't get none anyways. Mm-hmm. Hell they don't the people that get the recognition are normally the people that are not doing anything. So to me, I just love what I do. It's not about me. It's about blessing other people. And it's about God blessing us to be able to bless other people. So when he say do it, I move. And then I tell my husband, hey, this is what the God says. Sometimes he may want to hear. Sometimes he may not want to hear. But guess what? He don't never turn me down. Yeah. And I thank God for that. Because I could be with somebody that that don't support. You know, you got a lot of people that don't support each other. Yeah, that don't but see the vision. I told him last night about this today. He was like, what? He was like, oh, I was supposed to be at another event at 12 in Mesquite. I don't know how I'm going to make it to the event at 1. He said, I didn't know nothing about neither one of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so what you talking about? <laughs> so he, I was like, well, let's just go do the 1 at 1 because I've already committed and the 1 at 12, we're going to have to pass on it. <laughs> but, but that's what we do. We just go out and we do what we do in the community and we do it with or without the recognition. We do it with or without the donations. We do it with or without the sponsorships. We do it with God. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. Well, I know from the Tap In podcast, we're going to do everything in our power to actually get you more donation, get you more help. I appreciate um, it. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to a couple of people that I know that they got a little money that can give. Okay. So we're going to do everything in our power to actually do that, whether it's their time or their money. Right. We want to we pour into it. And make into, sure y'all be yeah. at the fashion show. Yes. We'll put you on these media yeah. so y'all can be there. Okay, we definitely coming. Me and my wife, we'll bring all the kids too. Okay. Yeah, we definitely coming. We appreciate it. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Is there anything that you need from, um, I guess, besides volunteers or whatever? What, is there anything that you need from from the people? No, just support. You know, if if you let me tell you something, in order to get blessed, you're gonna have to give. Right. You can't you can't hold your hands like this and get nothing in them. Right. You're gonna have to give. So 
all I do when I tell, ask people to give is to help you get blessed. It's opening up a door to help you get blessed. And if you want to be blessed, you're going to have to do something. See, some people never do nothing. So I always tell people, if you want something you never had, you got to do something you never done. And then when you do something you never done, God may just bless you with that that you've never had. Right. It's just real. So whatever people want to give, we appreciate it. We, we pray that God returns it to you unimaginably. But in the same token, we just want people to understand that family connection is important and that, that you don't choose your family. God did that before you ever existed. So you can't say, oh, I wish that wasn't my, I wish that wasn't my mom. That wish that, hey, whether your mom is bad, good, doing what she's supposed to do or not. I tell some of them boys sometimes they moms get on their nerves. Hey, it is what it is. You just make sure you don't do that. So now what I did, start the, the, everybody have to bring the whole family to Boys in Blue. Mm. Because it does me no good to teach your son to open the car doors to be respectful. Them boys open car doors and everything, five-year-old and up. It does me no good to teach your daughter about carrying herself like a woman if y'all at home acting crazy, if the mom is out of order, if the dad is disrespectful. I need the whole family to come because my husband and I, we teach the whole family every other Saturday. And sometimes we bring, it, bring in other people from the outside. You may say, hey, Tisha, I want to come and share something with the boys. Come on. That's what we want. So we bring other people in, but for the most part, he and I do all the teaching. Mm. So we just need people. If you want to volunteer to come speak to these kids, we would love to have you. If you want to donate, God bless you a hundredfold over. If you want to donate your time and you want to ride on a prison trip, the next one is June the 12th. Whatever you want to do. One lady just last Sunday, she called me and she said, hey, I got a blessing. And I called Walmart. Can I get your zip code? I'm going to give $200 worth of snacks to boys in blue and girls, too. And she was from Kalina, Fort Hood. I sent my son-in-law over to Walmart to pick the stuff up. Mm. So, you know, you never know who's watching you. Right. And I'm appreciative of that. But every week, she sends the $2 or, or $50 or whatever the case may be. She donated a $50 ticket for me to give away um, to someone that wants to attend the fashion show. Mm. So I do have that ticket available for somebody that wants to attend. So that means we, we do have some people that, gener that genuinely believe in the cause that supports faithfully. And like God says, it doesn't matter. He blessed the woman that gave the least in the Bible more than the one that gave the most mm. because she gave the la her last. Yeah. Some it, people don't get the principle. Y'all better get the principle. Yeah. It's not about it's not about how much you give. Mm -mm. It's the sacrifice that you have to give. Exactly. Yeah. Can you um just lay out a couple of principles that um that you feel like that are that are super important? First and foremost, you treat people the way you want to be treated. So if I give off respect, I get respect. Mm -hmm. That's just a principle. I give it, I get it. Principle is you give, you get. Secondly, don't be asking God to bless you with stuff if you don't take care of what he's already blessed you with. I tell people all the time, if you don't sweep the apartment, don't ask him for a mansion. It's not happening. You don't change the oil in the Honda, you think you're going to get a Bentley? Hell no. Mm -hmm. Ain't happening. Because God says he, lived, he, he, he blesses us by the way we work his principles. So I'm faithful over the small things then that means I have to be blessed with bigger things. It's simple. Mm. It's real. Yeah. 
I'm just telling y'all, I'm not, I'm not saying this lightly. I went from not having a car. And I say this because people get in, get in their feelings about it. Y'all can be in y'all feelings, but try to get blessed, okay? Who you talking to? The people on here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> okay. So, look, I went from not having a car in 2015, 2014, 20, no, 2013, 2014. Then my husband blessed me with a, a Mercedes. And, and I took care of the Mercedes. It's 2016. And it still smells brand new. And I get it cleaned and I keep the tires rotated. I don't do it. He does it. But I'm faithful. When I get it and I'm not eating it and I'm not slinging food, kids ain't in the back playing and all that stuff. So I went from that car to the Maserati. The Maserati is, I got it in 20, at the end of 2018, it's in 2019. Still smell brand new, 9,000 miles on it. Three years later. Mm. Now I just got blessed with a 2021 Bentley. See, God says you got to go, you got to go through levels. And if you don't take care of the Honda and you don't take care of the Nissan, don't be asking God for no Mercedes. It's not happening. Get mad if you want to. Y'all know I keep it real. It's not happening. Yeah. If you want a husband and you a whore, what makes you think God going to bless you with a husband? Yeah. If you a man and you, you want a wife and you a gigolo and you a womanizer, you're not getting a wife. Stop it already. It's not going to happen because you're not respecting God's principles. Yeah. I could go on and on. I said the whole nother <laughs> no, class yeah. I'll be teaching. Yeah. I'm just keeping it real because some people don't understand how to work the principles. Yeah. And you can't get blessed if you don't live to work God's principles. I tell people all the time, you just said giving that ten percent, but then in the same token, in June of twenty nineteen, I went on my live in my office and I said, Listen, I don't know why, but God says I need to tell somebody this. Start saving 10% of everything you get. So if I give you a dollar, put the dime up. If I give you $10, put the dollar up. And then guess what happened the next year? COVID. If you'd have listened to me in 2019, you wouldn't have been tripping about the stimulus. You wouldn't have been tripping about. Because, see, here's the deal. You supposed to have, this is another subject, at least six months of your, what is it called? Your monthly bills. Of everything that you got to pay. Yeah. So they need to be sitting in your savings yeah. because if a disaster comes or something happened and a flood comes and I need to go to the hotel, I got something to fall back on. I'm just teaching on the day, y'all. So y'all, yeah, that's right, Kim, that part. So you got to learn to work the principles. If you don't say, you don't, all right, I'm going to say this and we're going to be done. That that you respect, you'll attract it. Mm. That that you disrespect, you repel it. So if I respect money, I attract money. If I respect good things, I attract good things. If I respect losers, that's what I attract, losers. If I respect um, disrespect, then that's what I'm going to attract, disrespect. Not happening. So I respect what I want to happen in my life. Mm. And I speak it into existence. So even if I don't feel good when I get up in the morning, I don't get a, oh, my back hurt, my head hurt. I can't do that. Now I need to get up trying to find a way to make some new money or pray for my husband to make some new money so I can get a new allowance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I can bless some more people. Yeah. So it's this just life. Yeah. Goodness gracious, man. Yeah. Those principles are so, I feel like, I feel like when it comes down to the bare essence of life, it is life is so simple. It is. We as humans make, make it, it so complicated. Yes. We make it's it so, so complicated. 
and and I I I'm I'm learning how to to make life just more simple, just helping out, just doing the small things mm-hmm. because I know. And I'm, I'm gonna give you a quick story. Just the other day, I was thinking like, dang man, I need I need I need to make some money for my business. Okay. I need to figure out how to grow this business. I need some money. I had um, I went to Walmart um, getting some stuff. I went to the self checkout line. Mm-hmm. And I went to go uh, ring my stuff up. It, the, the machine, the, the screen said, please take your $60. And I was like, what? What's, what's something is wrong with the machine? Right. And so I looked down. Somebody has $60 just hanging out of the machine. And I said, oh, sh- I'm taking it. I was like, this is my blessing. This, this is what I've been asking for. Right. But then in that split section, I was like, let me make a quick, let me make a quick decision. Is this my blessing or is this a test? I was right. like, I was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm taking it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Right. And so I was like, well, Dante, just calm down because somebody may come back in the store. Right. They may be like, hey, I just I forgot my money. So I'm like, okay. So I pay for my stuff. And I was like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. I don't care about my karma. I don't care about nothing. I'm just taking it. And then I walked outside. And I seen these two old black men walking. And I seen, I was like, you know what, Dante? Let me go check and see if it was theirs. I walked up to the gentleman. I said, hey, do you guys go through the checkout line? They was like, yes. I was like, do you guys get some cash um, some cash back? He was like, oh, yeah, man, I forgot. And I was like, here you go. The look on his face. He was so happy, wasn't he? Man. Boy. The look on his and face. You, it, that might have been your test because sometimes your test becomes your testimony because it'll come back another way. Let me tell you, this is really funny man. before we go. So I used to try to – I used to shortchange – Short change my tides. You mm-hmm. know what that mean? Mm-hmm. Like I say, I'm going to pay some this week and some next week. But then I started seeing that I wasn't, I tell my kids, like, if you don't give, I don't care if you give it to the church, I don't care where you give it. If you don't give, God going to get it up out of you some kind of way. You're going to have a flat tire, your light's going to yes. get cut off, yes. your baby's going to need pampers, somebody need to hit this. It's going to happen. Yes. So I tried to do that. And I was I'm going to just pay a little here, pay a little that. Every time it's time to pay it in full, the next time I don't have it because I didn't spend it. <laughs> So this, I, when I made my mind up, finally, this one Sunday I get to church and I was like, Lord, I know I'm anointed. I know I'm the musician for the church. They paying me. Mm. So I'm like, I got to pay. I got to get it. I got to do what I'm supposed to do. So that particular day, I paid it. I put it in a tight envelope and I paid my tithes. And right after church, one of the deacons walked up to me and he said, Sister Jackson, I just wanted to bless you with this for you and the kids. It was exactly what I had put in church. He didn't Good know Lord. that. And I didn't have no money left because the money I, they was giving me to pay my be- the, the, to play, I had to pay bills with it. Mm-hmm. But when he gave it back to me, I was like, look at God. Mm-hmm. And, and right at Christmas time when we were, I'm going to say this, remember, we were at the Dollar Tree in Frisco. And my husband had, he parked in the front. And I said, I'm going in Dollar Tree. And I needed to buy all this Christmas wrap because we wrapped the kids' gifts. Mm-hmm. We make it like an event when we give away the stuff. So I was getting, I bought boxes and boxes of wrap, the big tall boxes of wrapping paper. I get to the counter, and this lady standing behind me, a Caucasian lady, and she was like, what are you doing? And I'm telling her, like, I have a nonprofit. My husband and I have been doing this for six years out of pocket. This was in December this year. I mean, five, going on six years and blah, blah, blah. So I walked off to go get something else because I forgot something, and she told the guy, she said, hurry up and ring her up. I'm going to pay her whole bill. 
And it was well over $300. Mm. I'm in Dollar Tree. Everything's a dollar. Yeah. And I got over $300 worth of items because I'm trying to wrap stuff. I had already ran out of stuff. And she said, I'm paying the whole bill. And I said, no, you don't have to do that. She said, I'm doing it because I want to do it. And she came out to my van and helped me put the stuff in the van with my husband. And we took a picture. I'm crying. She crying. And I'm like, look at God. It's the principles. Yes. Because I give so much to so many people. I give from the heart. And I don't give for people to say, I mean, my organization provides free prison trips. But I pay, I pay to help people that's in domestic violence shelters get places to stay to get out of abusive, abusive relationships. Mm. And I tell my husband later, he was like, what? I was like, babe, I talked to God first because I know, see, my husband is analytical. Yeah. He be like, why did people let the shelter? He could ask me, you know, what happened, blah, blah. But the Lord said, once they emailed me all the paperwork and I saw that it was real, this woman had kids. They had nowhere to go. And I was in Beverly Hills on vacation. This was a few months back. And I just sent the money to somebody and told them to go pay it for it. So I do a lot of things. I had people, men call me, my wife need a cancer medicine. And, 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 I, and I just do what I do because God says do it. My yeah. husband said, you're going to go broke. I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> he always yeah. say that, girl, if you, you'll give all your money away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, it's, that, it's not about the money, but it is about the money. <laughs> yeah, that part. You got to yes, be wise. So, but you have to right. be a wise steward over what God blesses you with. Yes. So I've learned to be wise. And I've learned to seek God. Principle says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Everything else fall in place. So if I talk to the manufacturer that made me, and then he say, hey, okay, you can cool to do this, then I do it. Yes. So that's what that is. Man, Letitia Scott Jackson, thank you so much for tapping in with us. Um, make Leave your, your social media stuff so people can get a hold of I you and your website and everything. Keeping families connected, Facebook. Keeping Families Connected Instagram, Keeping Families Connected Twitter, and then my, my um, page where we post everything at is Letitia Scott. So you can always follow us on our website, www.keepingfamilyconnected.org. If you know somebody you need a ride to the prisons, you know somebody want to donate, you know some kids need to see their parents, we're that group. If you got some kids that need mentoring, that needs to get on a different path, you, they headed down the wrong way, then you need to you need to talk to us because we can help you help them. The whole goal is to help us to help them. That's it. Yes, indeed. Yo, man, this has been the Tap In Podcast. Don't forget the getting is in the giving, y'all. The getting is in the giving. Um, this has been the Tap In Podcast. See y'all. Holla. <laughs>